This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Hello everyone, I'm John Thorley from Wesley Church. This is our weekly program coming to you courtesy of Manawatu People's Radio. I'm the host for this show and today I have in the studio with me two Tongan sisters who are members of our church, Juliet and Grace Whakaho. Uh, Malo. Malo. Malo, John. Good to have you with us, Juliet. Because of the... Uh, Restrictions around the um, the current virus, particularly vicious f- thing we're living with, I have to interview each of you singly, and so we've asked Julia to come first and talk about uh, the impact of the volcanic eruption and the tsunami that occurred to Ireland on the evening of 15 January. But first, before we go on to that, Julia, you're on holiday. Yes, yes, I am. You're enjoying it. Oh, yes, of course. I have to go back, so, yeah, I have to try and enjoy myself. Go back where to? Um, Otago. And what are you studying there? Um, health science. Health science. Yep. Good. Are you enjoying Dunedin and study? Yes, I'm enjoying it. I love the atmosphere down there. It's, it's a real student city, isn't it? Yeah, a real student city. Everywhere you look, there's students everywhere. What's good about being home? Oh, my gosh, I just love being back home with family, you know, coming back to church, seeing all our members again and um, just, you know, um, hanging out with our family and friends and, you That's good. And particularly uh, hanging out with Grace. You're pretty close, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yes, we are. What are Grace's plans for study next year or this year? Grace is actually going to Victoria. She'll be doing study of law and um, she'll be doing another, like, minor and another major together with the law papers, yeah. Yeah, she's very interested in in, uh, in government. And, yes, uh, government, poli- politics, yeah. Yeah. Everything political for her. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, next question I want to ask is, um, about what date did your grandparents migrate from Tonga to here or to Auckland first? Um, so Nana, she would have came here around, I think, the 70s. I'm coming back here to try and get a visa and things for my grandparents and her kids to come down from Tonga. And then uh, they officially moved in the early 90s where they um, um, came and lived in Auckland. And then after that, in the 1996, they came and lived in Palmy, yeah, with um, Nana's older brother. Right. Yeah. Your grandparents' names are Talisi and uh, Fiverr. Yes, yes. And they're real, real leaders in the Tongan church, aren't they? Yeah, oh my gosh, they, they <laughs> love to speak up about what comes in their mind. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes, I know Talisi's never slow to state her viewpoint. Yeah. Now let's go back to the horrifying night of Saturday, 15 January, when this volcanic Volcano. Can you pronounce its name, please? The volcano? 
Oh my gosh. Um, hunger, hunger? Yeah, hunger, Hawaii, hunger. That's right. I've got it written here and I'll, I'll, I'll have an attempt to pronounce it. Hunger, Tonga, Hoka, Hawaii. Yes, that's correct. Great. Yes, that's really good, John. What what are they? Uh, what's the name uh, Hapai refer to, Juliet? Hapai is a, a village. So in Tonga, there's three different villages. So there's Tonga Tapu, there's Vavau, and there's Hapai. And so Hapai is another big village in Tonga where um, many of the Tongans in, in New Zealand are actually from. Yeah, Hapai. And those group of islands were close closest yes. to the volcanic. They were closest to the eruption. Very, yes, the volcanic yes. eruption. Especially um, Mango Island is another island that was yeah. They got yeah a lot of um, where the first victim died from there. And what on on what island was Talisi born? So Talisi was born in Dongatapu in Maufanga, and um, her village was actually um, one of the villages that were affected as well. Since her village was on the shoreline, so yeah, um, and they had to, you know, everybody evacuate. But it was lucky for Talisi and her brothers, since Talisi's brothers they live on a high peak hill. So everyone came and evacuated and coming, um, coming inside Talisi's older brother's house, younger brother's house, and staying with them. Yeah, very good, <laughs> very good. And on the night of the of the eruption, which was the fifteenth of January, tell us what happened. So on the night for us in New Zealand and I think all the Tongans around the world, the connections got cut. So this is due to, um, you know, the ashes and the and the lines from Tonga to Fiji being cut, which was like one of the only communications that we had. And so um, on that night, I remember we were FaceTiming or um, video calling, video calling our family in Tonga since they were um, showing us around like look what's happening in Tonga. And then all of a sudden the calls got cut. And so the calls got cut and we tried, like all the other Tongans around the world, we tried calling them back, but no answer, calling them back again. And so what, we ended up staying up until 5 a.m. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so um, we all had to go back because Nana was like, everyone, you have to go sleep, you have to take a rest. And because literally the only thing we could do on that night was to pray. Since we, we couldn't do anything else, we can't control the natural environment that's going to happen in Tonga. So what me, what Nena and our whole family did, because our family from Auckland came down as well. So we all stayed in the house and we all did a long prayer. And then we had a, every day we prayed and prayed because that was the only thing we could do. Right. Yeah. Well, you're a remarkable lot, you, you family, because the very next day you were coming to church at yeah. uh, the, the Litchway building where I was actually leading yes. the service. Yes. So yeah. having been up all night, yeah. there you were uh, reading a passage from the Bible in, in the service and then helping with the refreshments. Yeah. So uh, it's great spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Love church. <laughs> now, the um, response from Tongans all around the world has been quite extraordinary. Yes, yes. Explain how this happens. Since um, Tonga's got, I think, around 300,000 people living in Tonga, there's more people living outside of Tonga than living in Tonga. So um, we had many people, you know, in New Zealand, America, Japan, all around the world, and we were able to um, come together as one and try and seek what we could do next to help those in Tonga. Yes. So, yeah. so what are some of the other major countries that Tongans are living in in, in significant numbers? Where yes. in the world? So especially in New Zealand and Australia. Right. New Zealand, Australia, America. Mm. Yeah, mm. and then I guess in much smaller groups further afield. And yeah, be some so like over, uh, some over in England or yeah, England, um, Japan, yeah, all those. Yeah, right. 
Now, um, how in, in how's the church so important? You've already mentioned the importance mm. of the church to you and your life here, and that, that that's great that we can make a home for you in our church. Mm-hmm. Back in Tonga, explain the significance of the church there. Oh my gosh! So, church in Tonga is one of the biggest and the most significant. Um, you know, things that in Tonga that ever happens because on Sunday in Tonga, everything is cut off. No shops are open, nothing. You're not allowed to go out and garden. You have to go church. So there's each set in Tonga. They've got a group where they've got, you know how with the Wesley Methodist, there's a Methodist in Tonga. There's a different there's a t- different type of churches in Tonga. But the only thing is, is that you cannot do anything on Sunday, just go to church. So that's how significant... You know, church, Tongans going to churches in Tonga is that everything on Sunday is closed off. Everyone has to go to church. Everyone has to come back, you know, eat together as a family, pray, and then go back to church again. So that's, yeah, so that's how significant church is in Tonga. I would imagine that one of the consequences of this uh, eruption would be great. I've already heard some of the, many of the wooden, the homes which are built of fragile materials have been completely destroyed. Yes. So especially those islands near the volcanic eruption. Yes. So those, you know, in Mango Island, Hapai, you know, etc. But what the king and queen did in Tonga is that the king um, told the navy that they had to bring everyone, evacuate everyone from the island, bring them to the main islands so they could rebuild their houses. And that was a uh, um, that's something that the king that that the king said had to happen. So even though the houses were broken down, the king had um, already started, you know, a plan of um, how to um, house those who don't have houses, put shelter, shelter over them. So yeah, he made sure that they came back to the main islands, welcomed them, and then um, got them under shelter and stuff. Yeah. Now, would the churches be made of built of? I'm just uh, guessing this built of more solid materials and may yes. have survived. The yes, some churches survived, but some. Unfortunately, didn't destroy. Yeah, destroyed, and that kind of broke the hearts of many Tongans who go to you know the churches, since um, that was you know they thought that was all that. But the thing about Tongans is that they know that you're able to pray anywhere. You pray anywhere, and yeah, that's that's how yeah we handled it. Yes, enormous uh, resilience showing yes, by the yeah. Tongan people. Yeah, but I guess the ones that weren't destroyed then become shelter for those who've lost yes. their homes. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. And the thing about the um the volcano, the volcanic eruption that happened, it was funny because a lot of scientists and a lot of people around the world said that Tonga would have been under seas since it was it was, should have been a big tsunami. But what happened is that um I feel like for me the you know, our our Lord and Saviour God and God, we um after praying to him, everyone in the world praying for him, Tonga praying for him, I feel like um because of what we did, we prayed and because of the first king gave Donga to God instead of letting other people come colonize Donga, we were able to, you know, get through it and no, you know, no bigger, only three deaths, which is still sad. But I mean, regarding Donga being a small island, it should have, everyone thought it was going to be underground and you're. Now, I know that uh, a lot of the aid being sent is done in consultation with the Tongan people mm-hmm. so that. Uh, Sensible products are being collected yes. and sent. What, what are some of the major items that have been collected and will be travelling by boat? So in New Zealand, they're uh, taking you know the essentials like water and all that, and then they they also got um, the navy from Australia to come, and even the air force in Japan to come down. So they all donated you know just essentials like water, flour, rice, stuff that they are able to cook, you know. 
And then the Tongans in New Zealand, we all have bar- like big barrels. We were gonna, everyone's gonna fill in with like flour, you know, cereal, chips, lollies for the kids, and all that. Just something that they can help them, you know, um, make them more happy, you know, just just so they know that they've got a lot of people supporting them back home. Yeah. I also heard that uh, in order to be working outside with all the ash that's fallen, and the ash is still in the air, and so masks and gloves and goggles are being mentioned yes. as very practical. They're being yes. all collected at the moment. Mm-hmm. People have been following the news yeah. up in Auckland and uh, yeah. they'll be going off by ship very soon. Yes. I'm talking with Juliet Fokaho, who's from our Methodist, Wesley Methodist Church in Palmerston North. She's studying down at the University of Otago and is home for holidays, really enjoying life back with the family. And... Um, Julia, is there anything else you want to say before I um, <laughs> sign you off and bring in Grace? No, not really. Just that um, got on the Tongans for keeping strong, even though the connections were lost. And, and yeah, thank you to God for helping us here. Thank you very much, Julia, thank for you, sharing John. with uh, our listeners today. And uh, all the best for your study in 2022. Thank you so much. Here, everyone. Now we're in the second half of our program, and Grace is with me in the studio. Uh, we've enjoyed hearing Julia talk about the aftermath of the eruption, and I've asked Grace to come in, and we're going to celebrate Taitiriti or Waitangi, or Waitangi Day, which is coming up very soon, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and we're going to share. Oh, I should say hello, Marlo, Grace. Hello, Marlo Lee. You've been on radio before? Yes, I have. You have, of course. <laughs> We're going to play a song to you at the end of this discussion by uh, Don McGlashan and Moana Maniapoto. And uh, very briefly, both of those artists are into their late 50s and they've been around Aotearoa on the sound systems for years. Big names and uh, quite appropriate, isn't it, Grace, that a Pākehā and a Māori should join for a Waitangi song? Yes, yes. It's... Yeah, it's quite appropriate. Now, before Very we be, look at this, who are some of the young groups you listen to now, particularly w- within Aotearoa? Within Aotearoa, um, there is one group named Sweater, so it stands for See What I Did There. It's a group of young Polynesian artists, um, rappers, who come together and they release a lot of pop culture songs, a lot of rap songs and, you know, pop dancey songs. But recently they released a... A, a serious rap song named Bunga. So Bunga is the um, the slur that a lot of people used on Pacific Islanders, especially who came in during the era of the Dawn Raids. Um, and that song just discusses the the slur um, Bunga, um, and it just talks about you know how the Pacifica community is the founding element of a lot of the modern Kiwi culture. So it discusses that, but it also points out that we're not treated as such. So we're still treated as, you know, um, a lot of, you know, the background characters when we did actually bring in a lot of our own culture, which was adapted into the New Zealand culture, which we have today. Um, there's a, there's a Samoan actor named Chris Alosio who stars in the video and he moves through a, a Pacifica household. Um, and what, when you watch the music video, you can see that that household, um, looks similar to a lot of Pacifica houses, you know, with, with the fala on the floor, like the, the 
Polynesian mat on the floor. Um, he he punctuates bars about you, the unique systematic racism that's faced in our busfield community with the slur bunga. Grace, I'm going to cut you off here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could talk for a long time about contemporary artists. Oh, yes. Yeah. Let me ask a question. Do these artists come out on CDs? Yes, Yes, I do. Oh, right. Yes. So, good. Uh, when we finish this program, I'll, I'll write the details down and go after the yeah. CD. Now, let's go to, come to the uh, – great to hear these, these serious music within our own country that makes good messages about, yeah. about the bicultural, yeah. multicultural journey. Now, can you read the first verse of the song, which we're going to talk about, called House of Strife? I can, Yes. So, House of Strife. There was once a house of plenty. There was once a house of grace. When the family first moved in here, it was quite a place. Everything they needed, lots of food to eat. They didn't want want for anything in the best house in the street. Now, what's that all about? I think that's all about when Māori first migrated to New Zealand, um, Aotearoa, and um, obviously settled here first. Um, I think this is where they put... You know, found their safe haven, their safe place, and they created Aotearoa as their own home before you know any of the settlers came along. And it was rich in food from the land it was, and food yes. from the sea. Yeah, and, and the environment all, was quite um, very fresh. And yeah, yeah, and they had a strong a tribal structure with they strong did, leadership yeah. from both men and women, yeah. and uh, lived in harmony. Really, yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, there were some tribal warfare, but yes, even but, warfare were yeah. conducted under rules, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, so, <laughs> they were. Now, what was the chorus now after that? Um, he whare pai, he whare atahua e. Now, I have to say I cheated and looked up, uh, oh no, I have my Maori dictionary, and so I could translate that as, just sums up verse one, a nice house, a beautiful house. Right. Now, what's verse two, Grace? When strangers came a-knocking, the elders were no fools. There's plenty of room for everyone, but first we'll set some rules. But the rules were soon forgotten. The family hung their heads, crammed into the basement with strangers overhead. And that is all about? Um, that's obviously all about when the settlers came along. Um, they came and they um, they were kind of like they were kind of welcomed in by the Maori um, with with open arms, to, you know, to, so Maori could. Um, Adapt some of their culture into their own, and you know, you know, pick and choose right a lot. They, they but, got some of their first tools, yes, iron tools, yes. didn't they? Um, but it was, you know, Maori obviously set a lot of rules, but um, yeah, they set a lot of rules. But unfortunately, um, the settlers decided to not follow a lot of the rules. Those rules Maori were set. what were agreed to at the signing of the uh, treaty, weren't they? They Certain were, rules. they were, but um, but you know there was a mistranslation in the treaty, and and Maori thought of one thing, you know the Pakeha thought of another thing, yes. and so that's where everything kind of went south. I know one of the huge differences is in the understanding of how land ownership takes place. Yes. That with the European, yeah. it's more individualized. It is more individualized. Whereas like, with mm, the with even, the Maori, it's yeah. uh, collective, isn't yes, it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Even now, Māori is still fighting for, you know, land rights. Um, you know, in 1975, the Vina Cooper, how she marched for land, Māori land rights. And then even we just introduced Māori wards 
in our council, that's in right. our city council. And so I think that's quite um, – that's really interesting, you know, having that just introduced just now. Um, and also, you know, with the whole Ihumato protest and, um, you know, a lot of the indigenous Māori land being sold and all of that, yeah. Mm. Now, what is the uh, Māori chorus there? He whare o te māmai, he whare o te raru rarue. A house of pain, a house of problems. Mm. Oh dear. Uh, we're going to hear this song soon, but uh, they sound a bit angry. Yeah, yeah. Is it justified? Yes, obviously, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Verse 3, yeah. Grace. After long years of struggle, the treaty's strong again, pointing us to the future, showing us where we've been. We've got to keep on working to keep it weatherproof, but at least both families are arguing under the same roof. So what's that saying? I think that is saying that even after long years of, you know, their struggle of them fighting for their land rights, they're still fighting for their land rights to this day. Um, but I think at least um, a lot of their arguments are being taken seriously now and a lot of people are, are open into accepting, you know, Indigenous rights and and you know, mouldy rights and all of that. Yeah, there was human. huge gains came from the setting up of the bro- the project Waitangi Tribunal yeah. that has gone around the land, yeah. set- meeting with the tribes on the marae and settling, looking at the history. Yeah, uh, where they they often spoke in their own language. Yeah, free too, and huge. Uh, a lot of the Maori who've trained in law yeah. have found work in the tribunal, but there are some Pakeha who yeah. also sit on that yeah. tribunal. Uh, what do you think of the last two lines? Read those last two lines again. Um, but at least both families are arguing under the same roof. That's really think quite – they're making me smile. Yeah. I think um, – <laughs> They're arguing yeah, but under the same but roof. But under the same roof. So we're all, you know, obviously on Māori land, but um, I think it's – at least we're all still here. Yes. You know, at least we still have um, tangata whenua of us here today. Right. You know, yeah. And the final chorus in Māori, please. He whare tau kumeke kume, he whare a iwie. Now, my translation of that shows there's a, 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 a contrast or a division, a separation, and yet still a unity. It, there's a house of debate. We're pulling in two directions. That's what, There's a big long word there I can't pronounce, but Grace said it. We're pulling in two directions. That's fine. But at least we're under the same house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. No, the, the mood of the song, you've, you've heard it played, you've heard the rhythm, you've heard their voices. Yeah. What, what's the mood of the song? Um, it's quite a jazzy feel. So it's got quite a, it's a sad mood, but they sing it in such a way where, um, which brings out a lot of, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but it's quite a, it's quite a sad mood. It it does yeah. have a it, it does, does have, have a, a, a sorrowful tone. Yeah, but it has a pretty upbeat tune to it. Yeah. Well, that's what actually a lot of African American music has the same contrast between yeah. that the words are tough, yeah. hard, but the the, the rhythms, the, the rhythm vocal style, really lift upbeat. Yeah. the spirit of the yeah. performer lifts out the listeners. Mm. Yeah, spirits. I think we'll listen to this. If at the end of it, I'll just have a few more words with you. Yep. But uh, here we are, listeners. This is House of Strife by Moana, M- M- Maniapoto, and Don Glashen. Mm-hmm. 
plenty There once was a house of grace When the family first moved in here It was quite a place Everything they needed Lots of food to eat They didn't want for anything In the best house in the street If I did Folks, great. You got a final word for the listeners? Um, listen to Bunga Vice, would it? <laughs> See okay. It yeah. And watch <laughs> the music video as well. Right, yeah. and I'll go into the shops and get my CD. Yes. So e- even the older generation has access to your people's music. So thank you, Grace. Thank you, Julia. It's been a good session and go well with your studies in thank this you. coming year. Thank you. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show.